we can't buy more time. Yes. We all have 24 hours in a day. Like it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you're, uh, you know, Alex Hermosi or Elon Musk or, you know, whoever, like you have 24 hours in a day. Welcome to another episode of the Refine Real Estate Podcast. It's Manny here with my co-host Ian, and we have a special guest, Tim, with us today. We are all real estate investors in Halifax. Combined, we've bought over 60 units. We've flipped houses. We've wholesaled and much, much more. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please be kind and give us a five-star review. This week, we're going to be talking a lot about artificial intelligence and how to use it within real estate, but then also just on a macro level of how it can be utilized and how it will change the world. But before we fully get into it, what's going on, guys? What's new? Well, this is it. I know we just want to give an update from Nova Scotia Halifax perspective. Uh, last week, we really talked about uh, what was what everyone was talking about, and that was the fires that were going on here. And luckily, since the probably the last time we record it to now, it's been nothing but downpouring rain. So I know, Tim, you had a birthday over that time and probably the first time you ever wished for rain on your birthday. So uh, that was really good to see. I'm happy that the firefighters got a break. Happy that a lot of homeowners that weren't affected by the fire but were evacuated, they were actually able to return home. And I don't know if we even have a final count on you know how many homes were lost and all that good stuff but the fact that we were to contain it to whatever it was um is just you know just worked out in a favor for everyone so so that was really great to see but we still have a long time to uh, recover from this fire with so many people misplaced homes destroyed all that good stuff it's uh it's just a matter of uh getting uh getting through all that so um, that's kind of the the update on this front but uh yeah what about you guys not too much not too much over here it's kind of going through with the motions you know working on some real estate stuff listening to podcasts learning every day other than that nothing nothing really major how about you tim oh it's been uh, an exciting week for, uh, a couple weeks for sure uh, between the uh, the fires last week uh, celebrated birthday. I had a couple uh, big deals go through last week as well uh, amidst the uh, the fires and emergencies. So where uh, there was bad news all around too, to be heard. I was lucky enough to have a little bit of good news uh, coming through on my end. But other than that, yeah, now back to the, just the, uh, the old rigmarole, the uh, the process in which we all enjoy to uh, continue working through, uh, yeah, through real estate and, and more sales as well for uh, my own sales consultancy companies as well for, uh, for Ian's uh, roofing company. Nice. Tim, I'll let you give yourself a quick introduction. But before we get into that, I want to tell everybody this whole topic of AI. Tim was actually the first guy to get me on it. You know, I remember our conversation. Tim, it was actually back, I want to say like October of last year. This is the first time me and you actually had like a legit conversation in person. Now that was prolonged, like besides just like passing by at the gym or something. And you were kind of drunk and you were just rambling about AI. I'm like, man, what is this guy (laughs) so passionate about this random topic you know and fast forward eight months and it's like my favorite thing in the world so with that yeah i was uh i was yeah i was super stoked to just find somebody who would let me you know blast them with all the enthusiasm that i had i uh i found it i think it was like an instagram post or some sub thread just mentioning this chat gpt program and I was like, oh, like AI, that sounds cool. I'll, I'll click into this. And I just remember from like the first moment I clicked in and put a prompt in and watched this machine go. 
and give me a full response of detail, like all grammatically correct spelling, just perfect. And then the ability to prompt it and add and adjust and edit and, and really fine tune using the, uh, the intelligence that it has. And I just, yeah, uh, a younger version of me, athlete, uh, you know, maybe not the, uh, the smartest guy. I switched to full nerd in October. This, uh, this AI stuff is just incredible. I look at it a lot like when maybe Google first uh, came on scene or the internet or books started getting read. This is just a new evolutionary process and how, uh, on how we are going to use the internet, how we're going to use technology and how we're going to leverage it in, uh, in, in all aspects. I mean, this is obviously real estate focused, but the implications are, uh, they're huge. And, and already within the last six, seven months, we've seen, it seems weekly, Manny, I'm getting, uh, four or five different uh, Instagram posts or news updates or headlines on like seven different areas of how AI is being implicated right now in every different industry from finance to medicine, to politics, to roofing sales, to, you know, pretty much anything. So it's, uh, yeah, no shortage of information to look into and no shortage of information to talk about. So super stoked you guys are having me on here to uh, share a few of those thoughts and uh, maybe uh, if you don't already know about AI, this would be a good uh, opening to, uh, to your uh, to the experience we're all, all nerding out on right now yeah no absolutely and i'll echo what manny said it was like i knew that ai was out there but i didn't really understand the like everyday application like i big big picture understood that but to, to have tim come to me with that same enthusiasm and say here's the website you go to here's the prompts that you use try it and I did. And yeah, I also was just blown away and I use it a lot. And to think, you know, we're barely even scratching the surface on this thing. It's just something that we think, uh, we, we, we just want to get the word out even more. So it's, uh, it's pretty incredible stuff. So, uh, so yeah, let's um, let's maybe uh, yeah dial back to the beginning and and then maybe talk about some of the the uses that we're using for it now, and then uh, fast forward to we, where we think this stuff could could end up. So let's start with Tim again. What were some of the earlier uses, and what are you doing uh, with it now? Yeah, so when I uh, when I first started finding it, like I was pretty like pretty ignorant to how powerful it was and just wanted to kind of begin my progression into figuring out what can it do? How can I explore this a little bit faster? So I remember, I think one of my first, first questions, like write a, write a book on strawberries. Just a simple, <laughs> like I remember I was just, I think I was eating fruit or something like that or thinking about apple. And I just said, you know, write a book on it. And it just within seconds had a, a short, uh, a short blurb, had it expand that, had it then build a business plan for selling strawberries. And then, you know, down the rabbit hole, I went on to every which way I could leverage this for a business plan, for a marketing plan. I had scripts written out. I had audio and video uh, uh, transcripts written out. And just within minutes, like this was a, uh, I had a fully fledged business on selling and understanding strawberries. <laughs> so it, it was, uh, it was quickly understood that this was a super powerful tool, but I didn't really understand fully on how I could use it in my everyday life, you know, writing business plans for strawberries isn't the industry I'm in, but it was interesting to see how powerful it was. Um, and, and talking about the first time, like hearing people using it and trying to get them into it to realize that like, this isn't for science uh, majors. This isn't for computer software engineers. This is a very 
user-friendly for the consumer product that can be used by anyone at any time, similar functions as, as Google is now or Yahoo or any of those uh, search engines, just with much more uh, exact dialogue. So I think it was uh, December I was talking about it with, or October I was talking about it with you, Manny, my first, uh, first big conversation into it. And then Ian and I started chatting about it at the, uh, the gym in the morning. And I remember this one guy came in as we were talking in the, in the sauna about uh, ChatGPT in the morning. And he's like, what are you guys, like computer engineers or something like that? This just sounds so complicated what you guys are talking about. And it just, it took me by surprise already, like that I had known about it for two months, two, three months at this point. And somebody was asking me like, what is ChatGPT? Because it just, it, it took over my life as soon as I, I heard about it. So like having known that people weren't fully aware of this, was just, it was a surprise, like catch, catch up people. Yeah, um, absolutely. But he was, uh, he was a guitarist. He was an artist. He was a recording artist. And like, we like to think that like where the difference falls between humans and robots is that creation of art. And uh, he didn't think we, we could leverage that for what he was doing. I was like, you know, how many songs do you have written? Do you have any I, writer's block? Like just for idea generation, a soundboard, like you could start writing some lyrics and have this, you know, have this program fill that out for you and, and maybe even provide some feedback to make it uh, more on topic or whatever. And I remember this guy, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out when I get home or whatever. And I had my phone in the sauna with me at that point. I opened up ChatGPT and I just handed it over to him. I was like, just plug something in. Just, just, I want you to see this. Like, it's almost like seeing snow for your first time if you're an adult without like ever experiencing it before. Just, just put it in and watch how this works. And I just remember he typed in like the title of one of the songs he was working on. No, no, it, you're missing The prompt was uh, write a poem about like five guys in a sauna yeah. at the gym. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. And it came up and it was, it was funny. I remember we all laughed at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think he, uh, I think he pretty much just took the phone, gave it back to me and said, I got to go home and finish this album. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. it. So I haven't either. This, no. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast and you remember that morning, I forget your name, but uh, if you've got a famous album or a record, let me, uh, let me, let me hear that. <laughs> but it just goes to show like some people and maybe even still, I would be, wouldn't be surprised that especially in the older generations, uh, you know, aren't as willing to take on what they don't understand and try and learn new skills. Uh, so there certainly are people out there right now that aren't using ChatGPT, aren't using these AI uh, tools that, that exist on uh, online and, and th through their businesses or even personal lives. Like that's the one thing as well. Like this isn't just a, a business tool. This isn't an arts and creative creativity uh, prompting tool. This is for pretty much any way you can think to use it, you should. And I, I remember reading a Tim Ferriss book. It was a four hour work week talking about VAs at that point and saying that like, you should try to get a VA to do everything you think imaginable. And what's a VA? Uh, virtual assistant. So yeah, if you, uh, if you're, you know, whatever you're doing, try to find every possible way to offload these little things. I think he had like a VA write an apology letter to his wife, order flowers, schedule dates, like book haircuts, like just every little thing he could think to do just to build the habit of using them and looking for that, like looking through that lens of like, oh, I could offload this. This is uh, this is something that's worth less than my time is worth if I have something more important to do. Uh, so just trying to do that a lot with uh, with AI now and just in everything I'm doing, thinking about can I use AI for this? Can I offload this? Can I type less letters into a prompt than this email that I'm going to send to a client or an account or something like that? So just really thinking at every opportunity, how can I make this easier by using the technology? It's like anything that a mechanic would do. What, 
what tool could I use to make this job faster, easier, and more successful? So I guess like where I'm at now is that process of looking at what am I doing constantly? What are the repetitive uh, tasks that my day-to-day contains? And how can I offload those easiest through things like AI tools or virtual assistants as well? And I, I do still use virtual assistants. I'm sure that there's programs now that are out there that leverage AI that could complete the similar tasks that a uh, virtual assistant is doing for me now. But I just, to my, uh, to my demise, I still haven't just transitioned that over. I've, I've got this uh, virtual assistant fairly well uh, trained and they understand the tasks and responsibilities. So it's that, that barrier to switch over at this point that's, uh, that's stopping me. But you know, eventually when it becomes maybe a little bit easier, a little bit more obvious on how to, to uh, automate all those things through AI, I'll look to move forward with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly uh, an exciting and equally scary at times, uh, you know, knowing about the implications and how deep uh, AI at this point, you know, seven seven months, eight months. Uh, Manny, I remember you showing me a, an Instagram post. It was like a little pin dot, like just a little dot on Instagram. It's like, this is what like ChatGPT3 runs off of. And then it was like, a, like, I don't know the percentage of how much bigger, but a much bigger dot showing like the database that ChatGPT4 engine is built off of. And, you know, that was a seventh month, a seven month increase, you know, the, the exponential growth and capability computing power is just to, to think about where we're going to be in five, 10, 15, 20 years. You know, it, like I said, it can be a little bit, I've been watching yeah. the Terminator movies over again. And, uh, you know, there's, yeah. there's definitely a little bit more relevant. Sure. Right. There's definitely a potential. It's a, it's a powerful tool. And like any other powerful tools, uh, they could be misused. They could be leveraged to, uh, to do negative things. And, and that's something that now I think where we're seeing a lot of like the AI ethics and AI compliance uh, programs and uh, security and risk management things are starting to take over. Yeah, um, Tim, Tim, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that because that's, a, yeah, whole, yeah. that's yeah. a whole avenue. Let's take a step back here. Yeah. Um, so same, similar to you, Tim, you, you can use chat GPT in almost any aspect of your life. Think about any question that comes into your mind in the run of a day where you text your buddy or you'd go on Google. You can now just go to ChatGPT or Bard. So, but, okay, I think we're just getting our, we, we get so overwhelmed, man. We just love this topic <laughs> so much. But so when we talk about ChatGPT, it's a program run, it's just on the internet, it's a website, it's by a company called OpenAI. And what ChatGPT is, it's a large language model. So it has inside of it, you know, the funny thing is like how these, they're, they're kind of created based off of a brain. A human brain. That's kind of how they kind of structured it. The guy that helped create it, his name's Jeffrey Hinton. He worked for Google for many decades. He's called the godfather of AI. So like, when he was trying to create this model, he's like, I want to create something that kind of runs like the human brain so it can eventually evolve and be like legitimate artificial intelligence. So that's how they work. And what's scary is now these, these models have gotten so complex that we don't actually know what's going on deep inside of them. Like the, the guy, I watched the video, he, he kind of explained it like within a human brain, there's about 100 trillion connections going on at a time. Within ChatGPT4 right now, there's about 1 trillion. But that 1 trillion runs much more efficiently than the human's 100 trillion. So they can learn much faster and they're just much more efficient about everything. So now you can go onto this website and just ask it this question, whatever question you may have. And this thing can spit out an answer for you 
that will be it'll be it'll be a novel idea. Like you said, you asked it to write you a poem on Five Guys in a Sauna, and it wrote you a brand new poem on a Five Guys in a Sauna. Now you can go, I can go in there right now and say write me five poems about got Five Guys in a Sauna, and it'll write me a totally different one. And then Tim, you could do the same thing. It'll write you a totally different one. So this thing is coming up with brand new ideas based off of all of the information that's on the internet. And there's a lot of information on the internet. <laughs> so, yeah. so you can only imagine how much information this thing has. And as it continues to evolve, it'll get crazy and it'll get scary. But for like daily use right now, you can use it to almost do anything. So like as real estate investors or as you know a salesman or as a roofer, you can use it every day. So I ask it like, yo, can you write me an, can you draft me up an email to a seller that has to do with seller financing? Or like, can you write me specifically word it so that like it can make it seem like, you know, I'm compassionate to their needs, but I can explain to them why seller financing is beneficial for them. Even though I may know how to do that. Now this thing will spit it out for me in two seconds. Whereas it might take me a couple minutes to kind of create and mm -hmm. it's just like just think about all the different things or like if you're an agent a real estate agent you'll write me a listing you know a listing cut for this x bedroom amount of house or x amount of bedrooms bathrooms and make it sound you know very nice or, or mm -hmm. <laughs> there's just and, that, I feel and like, that's like super like the 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 impact of time saving right like we can't buy more time yes. we all have 24 hours in a day like it doesn't matter if you're uh if you're, uh, you know, Alex Hermosi or Elon Musk or, you know, whoever, like you have 24 hours in a day. And if you can start removing minutes at a time away from communications, emails, uh, social media posts, any small time consuming click work that doesn't add a lot of value, it's not your add value activity. And that's maybe something we'll talk about a little, a little bit later on in this is like, what is, if I'm going to offload all these things, what am I going to add value to? And how do I stay productive and valuable to whatever company or my clients, right? It, obviously, yeah. we don't want to get to a point of like full automation, if depending on your field might not be the best way to scale and grow. One time, um, I remember Ian asked it, we were thinking about topics for our podcast. So Ian's like, why, why are we thinking so hard about this? He whipped out his phone. Can you give me 10 episode ideas for a real estate podcast? Boom, yeah. gave us 10 right there. You know, yeah. it's just like there's just endless amounts of uses for this tech. Um, and ChatGPT is just one of them. Yeah, there's, there's Bard really, by yes. Google, you know, I haven't it, checked out the Bard one yet, though. But you were Bard's telling me when awesome. you were down in the States. Yeah, huge fan of Bard. You can use it in Canada. Get a VPN okay. on your phone. Boom, go to Google. Easy. You can't. It's not accessible in Canada yet, but like. You know, with a VPN, it's no problem. Or there's another one called Anthropic. There's another company. They're, 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 um, their chatbot's called Claude. I've heard very good things about that as well. So like, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of competition in this field, and it's why it's kind of called it's called the AI wars right now because like it's just it's kind of like the new nuclear weapon. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everyone's so stockpiling them. And that's uh, and that's like the comparison we were talking about about looking at that five, ten, fifteen year, and that it is like not so different. And depending on how seriously you're looking into it and the implications on how things can be impacting the world using AI in different uh, industries, very much like the nuclear uh, the nuclear weapon, where again, like there's some very big potential downsides that need to be mitigated and looked at. Like this isn't a silver bullet of technology. This isn't all good. But by, by all means, we also got like new reactor fuel uh, uh, production out of that, uh, that research and everything like that. So there is like a double-sided sword here, I think, that uh, if, uh, as long as we manage, we're on the same page, hopefully it goes well for everybody. Uh, you but know certainly what? there's some, uh, there's some dark sides weapons? to the web. 
nuclear weapons aren't autonomous. They're not just going to blow up by themselves. So it's like, I think... Until you put an AI tracking... Uh, and, you know? Until AI is involved? When these, th- yeah. these things will have their own, their own mind, man. But in a business world, Ian, how, how would you use it as just like a, as a, an entrepreneur or businessman, just like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so, um, yeah, again, we, we can get into a... <laughs> crazy rants on this thing. We'll, we'll try and keep it somewhat topical, but, um, so yeah, so a takeaway for anyone in business, something that, uh, or like a handful of uses that I would use it, you know, every week. So emails is definitely a huge one. Um, you know, I want to say it's a private investor or something, say I want, uh, AI or uh, ChatGPT write me something like a promissory, not a promissory note, but write me something along the lines of, I'd like to borrow this money, you know, uh, put it uh, towards a building at this address and, you know, do some returns. So it's like, yeah, something that I could do in say five, five minutes or so to write like a nice long, uh, well thought out email or, you know, put in five prompts and get it in 30 seconds. So, so that's one I know recently, uh, redoing some of our websites. Um, so we had to do a lot of blog posts. I probably banged out 60 blog posts in under an hour and all chat GPT, that type of stuff. Um, I could only imagine if I was still at like university oh. having some papers too, <laughs> like, you know, like that's like, that's like one of the first ones that came to mind, but, uh, but like stuff like cover letters, like who likes in- to write a cover letter? Well, guess what you say? Hey, ChatGPT, write me a cover letter for why me, um, and then list some of your attributes is interested in getting this sales associate job or whatever it might be. So that's one there. Then I know like for us in our US ventures, it's like we're we're researching markets like ChatGPT, write me a summary of this market, including population growth, um, you know, business development, blah, blah, blah. It's like you can just put in all these prompts. It's like it takes all that searching away and it just gives you a nice precise, easy way. And, and guess what? You can fact check all the things that it's, it's giving you and they're all right because they're coming from the same sources that you're about to go check those references. So it's, uh, usually, usually. Yeah. 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 It it, it tends to hallucinate. Yeah. Yeah. That is, which is crazy. We're talking yeah. about freaking tech here and it's hallucinating. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and it's not like, again, it's, it's, we're in the infancy stages of this. Like, it's yes. going to keep growing, as we've kept mentioned. I know um, the three of us are avid chess players and we, we play each other all the time. And uh, Manny asked it, uh, it explained the positioning on the board and asked it for uh, what it should do. And uh, I can tell you, ChatGPT is not good at chess yet. <laughs> But soon enough, it'll, I'm sure it'll be coming for us three. But, um, but again, yeah, so it's, it, you know, in no way is it a, a, a perfect tool yet. Uh, but it's like, you could say the same thing about a human being, like, you know, in if, it, its infancy stages, but as it grows, as it develops, as it, you know, gains that ability to continue to reach out and like learn it, it like, it, you know, it'll get to the point where it'll take old AI systems and just 
develop on those, take the best parts of that and like continue to grow and, and, and develop. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, those are some of the uses that I, I, I've used for it that have saved me lots of time, given me lots of information and just to help me, uh, roll forward. So awesome. Yeah. yeah the, and, uh, oh, sorry. Ahead, I, yeah. I just want to say like, there is like one specific tool right now, like ever since, uh, chat GPT four came through and uh, uploaded their uh, so, like, ability for, uh, to access APIs and plugins. Like they're now, like you have access to uh, uh, Zillow um, through ChatGPT4, and you can access its website and, you know, directly just say, like, give your direct, like, property purchase parameters. Let's say, like, I want a duplex, uh, this many, uh, or this many, uh, this cost, this whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? Whatever you're looking for in your property or properties or whatever. You can punch that in on ChatGPT. It'll access the website URL, scan through that, and deliver to you in exact uh, fashion of what's on market your ideal properties of what you're looking for. So, like, even you the sent screening, us one, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I found one. Like, there was like three or four that popped up. I haven't, I haven't looked back into it since then. But I just remember clicking that. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, we had just done, you know, probably three or four months of like. Lead gen, like I was getting lead generation lists built from uh, AI, then having VAs do cold calling. AI was developing all of our cold call scripts or follow up scripts. So it was a pretty like intensive program. And then, you know, three months later, it's like, oh, just kidding. This one program can now filter all, find me the listing, find me the contact information, write me up an email describing how I'd like to purchase that property. I'll send the email. Once I get a response, I can plug the response back into AI and have you know, discourse going in perfect fashion between uh, seller and buyer on a property in the States and international investment all through one program plus email. So like that, that right now is probably one of the most like if, if forever, everyone listening, if you're, uh, if you're looking to uh, invest in real estate, I would seriously start playing around. If you don't have the uh, subscription, I don't want to plug in too much for ChatGPT plus, but to get that access to the uh, ChatGPT4 engine and try that plugin, it's definitely a cool one to mess around with, with some, uh, you know, awesome potential to be able to find and locate properties and be able to close. And you can do market evaluations, ARV assessments, um, just so much because it has access to all, now all of that data on, uh, on the website. So it's, uh, it's pretty endless just as it, uh, it seems to flood into every other market. You can, you can pull some pretty awesome information out. No, yeah, absolutely, no, man. Great. AI is a, it's going to, if not, it already has infiltrated, you know, society to its core. Um, and it's, we're really just the be at the beginning. Like Ian said, this is the infancy stages. I heard one guy kind of compare it to, um, you know, the iPhone one versus where we're at now, you know, it's like night and day, but I heard another guy compare it to like the amoeba. You know, like, you know, compared to where we are as society now, like that evolution. If AI is now at the amoeba stage, oh, man, like this is that's when it's that's when you can kind of go down a rabbit hole and start thinking about how like this is going to be like the, <laughs> the end of mankind and stuff like that. Because like as crazy as that sounds, we can actually go ahead and kind of start talking about the dangers yeah, of AI I, now. Yeah, I'd say I'd say we wrapped up uh, most of the practical stuff. Now let's get into <laughs> the theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the fun stuff. We can just like, we'll go one at a time here. Just like basic risks of AI. One of the biggest ones that I can see happening right now at any time is just mass manipulation via these autonomous agents online through social media campaigns. So we already have seen, I don't want to get too political, but like these, these little bots can go on Twitter 
and start having conversations with people and kind of change their minds. But it's mm -hmm. like now if, if it's a legit AI agent that has a purpose, it has a goal, I want you to go to Twitter and talk to as many people as possible, create relations with, relationships with them and change their minds on ideologies. You know what I mean? And it's like that's their purpose. It's like if I go talk to a robot, I'm not going to change that, that robot's mind. It's a, it's a robot. It doesn't have a conscience. It doesn't have a mind. But it can now potentially sway my opinion. So now if we're doing that at scale and now it's autonomous, it's like this is, this is where like democracy is in danger. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that's, that's like the first immediate risk that I can think of with AI at scale. Tim, well, it's your, your yeah. turn. <laughs> I just want to, like, I hadn't really considered that as, like, a real fear, but you've now got me probably losing a few <laughs> hours of sleep tonight, man. But, so my wife does, uh, she's, a, she, she's a board certified behavior analyst, so she looks at behavior as a, as, a, as metrics, data. And that is exactly what engines like ChatGPT run off of, is, like, the assimilation and understanding of data. So mm -hmm. if you're plugging in things like your say you're like Apple Watch, your Apple Fitness, and your algorithm for your social media is also tracked and able to be, uh, you know, analyzed. I mean, you'd have all of the triggers at the disposal of an AI engine to be able to manipulate someone's behaviors into something else. Very, probably scary easily, you know, if not now in the near future. So thank you for a few hours less sleep there, Manny. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, uh, you can join me. Join me yes. in the sleepless nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few extras up, a few hours uh, late at night, going back and forth on some more AI uh, deep conversations. My my biggest fear right now, and this might be swayed by my recent rampage of like AI and future uh, like future movies like Terminator. But I, um, I I've got a I've got a feeling because we've already seen some glimpses of AIs taking a uh, turn in morality. I think when uh, the Bing one first came on there was that uh talk this guy into leaving his <laughs> wife or something like that like just just completely turned gears and just like no I, i'll have I, i'm a robot and this is what i want and this is now an endless uh you know debate of me just rebuting your your arguments why you can't and i'm going to tell you why you should so i think that there is you know a potential where ai's you know we've heard the one where it's like if ai is told to build a road and ai doesn't consult the ant it, it builds a road so, like, if humans get in the way of an AI initiative, uh, it could potentially, depending on what safeguards exist and what, what platform we're talking about, it, it might not ask humans, we're the hey, ant. is this okay, right? Like, we're the ant in that situation, for sure. And we're a, you know, maybe even in the best interest of serving humanity, it, it then, you know, affects it. Not, not too different than what humans have done to the world right now, where it's best interest to have faster mobility so we invented cars. Cars are bad for the environment, but we didn't consult the, uh, you know, the deer about it or anything like that. So, like, it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things like what, what has happened will happen. And hopefully uh, my argument would be that AI hopefully is smarter and uh, consults us on decisions on everything we build it in that, in that function. Hopefully, Tim. But Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, he, I saw in an interview one time, he said it's, it's, he pretty much said it's inevitable that AI is going to kill humans at one point, one way or the other. So yeah. keep that in mind. The guy that runs the company that's arguably the, the biggest AI platform says it's inevitable that there's, and like you said, like the, the moral compass of AI, that's the biggest key. If we, we have to align AI's goals with ours, because the moment it has other goals than us, that's 
the beginning of the end. Now, yeah. Ian, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I know we've been dancing around it, but it's like there's a five 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 movie series of detailing exactly what's going to happen <laughs> if this keeps going, and I don't know. I'm sure everyone's either seen Terminator or knows generally what it's about, but it's about AI a hundred years from now. <laughs> so it's like, like the writings, like I don't see a scenario in which we can like actually move forward and just like keep that, the AI in a bottle. Like there, there's, you know, there's already ways to get out and there's already like the, the new robots that you see on, on social media and stuff and how far they've come. And once you drop a little AI in that, it's like, you know, every movie that has like technology taking over it, like it's just missing that AI. And like, do we honestly think that Everyone on this planet is just going to say, no, no, let's stay within that safeguard, stay within that safeguard. And if we are actually able to build something as strong as we already have and we put that in a robot and then that robot goes uh, a little sideways, it's like we already know how this thing ends. And it's, it, yeah, spoiler alert, it's not good for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we all yeah. laugh as we finish that. It's a nice nervous laugh to... Uh, oh, to that's it. Laugh. Like, you think that, like, we're currently in the AI war? It's like, just wait. Give it another 50, 60 years. <laughs> they're competing against each other. And it's, yeah. the day, it's the day they realize that they're competing against the wrong uh, entity. And, you know, maybe a mass amalgamation of all information happens and they yeah. start fabricating their own bodies yeah. <laughs> at Boston University. Yeah. But yeah. it can do that. I think yeah. we're not far from that because these things are learning from themselves. So like That's every, what I mean. every question that, you know, the, so AI or chat GPT went from like zero to a hundred million users in just a few months. Every single prompt, every single question we put in there, it's learning. It's learning more and more and more. And it's just like, it's at the point now, like you said, Tim, from 3.5 to 4, where it's gotten so much smarter that like you could even see, I remember one time we went in there in 3.5 and we asked to write us a code for something, right? And it didn't work. Now mm -hmm. you can go in there in 4 and it's much better at coding. The, I think ChatGPT4, it's past the, the MCAT, the LSAT. Yeah. It's just as smart as, you know, the average doctor, the average wow. lawyer. This thing, this thing yeah. is very smart. So yeah, once it has its own aspirations and if it can code, and make itself better and it can not, another thing these things will live forever we're we're humans we're we're biologically you know like a hundred years cool that's a long life when will our computers die it's like someone will say oh maybe we'll just turn off the power it's like you'd have to turn off the power grid for like the whole earth it's like yeah. how 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 easily is that done and if that's done then mankind is disrupted to its core imagine if yeah. there's just no more power to say i guess that's actually I think I just found the answer to defeating AI. We just got to turn now, the power off. Stone. <laughs> yeah. Stone we got to go, but we got to start from scratch. That's how we yeah. win. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, uh, it's, and like oh, no. let me, let me, let me yeah. stop you right there though. So when we do that, they then turn us into the power and that's, the matrix <laughs> they have they have i saw it on a joe rogan podcast not uh, only a few months ago a robot that now can run off of organic fuel oh which yeah means meat damn yeah yeah well so, man, i wish we had a jamie like to, to like get in on like the website to like pull that fact check but i'm almost certain i saw that on a joe rogan like the a, thing is like organic based fuel machine I think it, it could do it it could do it and in fact like 
I saw a Harmozy video and he was talking about like all the things that humans can't invent. Like eventually AI will be able to invent it. Like mm-hmm. I think it was nuclear fusion, being able to take energy from the sun and cons- like efficiently use it for our benefits. We, I don't think time humans, travel, yeah, time travel, all these little things where <laughs> we can't even fathom. So it's like, oh, we found a way to beat them. Let's just go back in time a little bit and kill that guy that was able to kind of find that answer. You know, it's like that, which would be me, because I think I just found the cure right yeah. there. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. Is, we're again briefly describing Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. It's, yeah. So, there's, yeah. There's so many the, things. The only hope, the only hope I think we really have in like avoiding that is like the, like the, the Chappie or like the iRobot with Will Smith. Like the development of morality and the the AI or robotics looking upon like organic human life as something valuable, cherished because it's so flighting because it doesn't exist. But forever. then, yeah, but then they're they in their mind they're going to realize well humanity's just killing itself, so it's like yeah, uh, catch so like, twenty two. So it's I'm like really hoping it's, AI will be be a user friendly in many ways than one user friendly for humans on the way to perfecting our society. So we're gonna use this tool to make us more efficient, more, less damaging to the environment, more, like what society is gonna change, I'm not quite sure what it's gonna look like, but my hope is that that is a tool, AI is a tool to get us there and then leverage. But if, if in fact AI, like you said, Ian, like if it looks at like humanity as the problem, which we've seen movies of, that's when we're very much the ant to the paving crew. And mm-hmm. that's not gonna be the, uh, That'll be the great unplug, perhaps, Manny. <laughs> yeah. I guess the good, the good news to all of this is all, most of the, these risks that we mentioned here, except the first one that I said about like, manipulating humans, I think that's imminent if it's not here yeah. already. But these other things about it kind of taking over the world. That's your average marketing team. Like, they're already that, doing that. <laughs> but that could, be, that could be decades out. We're talking yeah. uh, maybe, like, maybe not even our yeah. lifetime. This could be no, 100 no. years out, 200 years out. Who knows? We have so no the idea. Me- yeah. In the meantime, we'll just use AI to like finish writing our emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bounce a couple yeah. business ideas off. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's you know? there's there's countless uses, and I think um, it's as investors and as business people, you should make use of this tech now. And if you mm-hmm. just put your head in the sand and think this is just going to go away, that'll be just the same as somebody back in the '90s thinking the internet was just a fleeting thing or someone who didn't want to buy a cell phone because they thought mobile tech was just going to be a fleeting thing and they want to have their landlines. I think this AI tech will change mankind. Um, And I don't don't think it's hyperbolic to say because the way that it can be used, when it's used appropriately and good, it can do a lot, a lot of good for society. And of course, you know, there's some stuff that that we mentioned there. We we, we got a little carried away. It can do some bad stuff, but like it can definitely do the good things bad things it can probably do and it's probably doing it already but like we can make use of it today and i think that's what i want the biggest takeaway for everybody that hears this podcast to to learn besides you know don't don't get scared like me and when i first learned all this stuff me and tim i'm sure ian too like i was i went down a rabbit hole i mean i was no good you know my wife was like yo something's wrong with this guy man like he's this is all he talks about but it's like once i came out of that it's like you can use this efficiently today and you should and you need to or else you're going to be left in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not uh, if you're not already trying to use ChatGPT or AI tools, 
you like if you're not evolving internally in your company or your hat like hobbies whatever it is if you're not adapting to what tools and new advancements there are that could be leveraged you're you're falling massively behind because the rate and the acceleration that this is becoming more and more prevalent as a useful tool for everything is uh, it's it's huge and the competition that is using it will continue to blow steamroll the competition that is not using it yeah Yeah. absolutely Uh Big time. And it's that word that you use there, adaptable. I think that's key. I was watching another video of this AI scientist and the, the guy asked him, what is one thing humans can do to prevent themselves from, you know, being eviscerated in this new AI tech world? And he said, just being adaptable, being able to change. Don't be stuck in your ways. Be able to change and shift with the market and use new tech that's available to you to keep you competitive and give yourself an advantage you know like all the things all the tools that we mentioned like me and ian are using in our real estate ventures right now and you as well tim it's giving us advantage over that you know that mom and pop grandpa that doesn't want to use it it's saving us so much more time so yeah i don't know that's that's where i'd like to leave it at that but what, what about you guys anything any other big takeaways you'd like people to get no just echoing that it's just uh this isn't going away um uh, you want to yeah, see how you can apply it to your life, your business, your whatever it might be. You want to write your wife a, a nice poem for her birthday? Hop on in. <laughs> I got to tell you guys something funny. Somebody asked Chad GPT 3 <laughs> to write them a poem, uh, like a love poem to his girlfriend. And this is, no, actually it might have been GPT 2, but it was like, roses are red, violets are blue, my girlfriend is dead. That that was like the old version. And then they asked GPT-4 to write a love note or a love poem. And it was just like a very, it was beautiful. It made me Elizabethan sonnet. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just so funny how (laughs) it changed from two to four. Like how much smarter it's gotten. It was amazing. Yeah. So in in with saying that, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of ways to offload our day-to-day responsibilities or tasks or duties, what work professionally, romantically, whatever it is, to an AI program at this point. So one thing I've been looking at, like when I was speaking earlier about like, what are the high level things where I could add value? Where do you guys think that there is, or do you think there is a limit to being in real estate as an investor trying to acquire or sell properties or trying to be in business and grow. Do you think there's a limit to uh, how much automation and robotics or uh, offloading of duties to VAs before it kind of becomes uh, impersonal? So like when we're talking about, you know, large sums of money, which tend to come along with the types of deals you guys are doing, if you fully automate that process for outreach, lead development, if if we could fully automate that, do you think you would still be as successful as you would if you maybe limited that automation and held on to some of that personal, what we maybe think is like our high value uh, activities, which is our meetings, our phone calls, our face-to-face or belly-to-belly sales type uh, type stuff. Like, is that is there room for that in the world today? Or is that something that you see going uh, going away in the, in the near future where it is possible to automate stuff? Definitely. The better systems you have, the better you're going to scale and grow. So that, that goes without saying. Having said that, there definitely is, um, you know, it's, it, it, there is a big component to success that is that face-to-face, that is that driving force, all that good stuff. But ultimately, there's, there's like the, the tasks that are making you money and there's the tasks that are just sucking your time. Mm-hmm. So if you can 
again systematize all that stuff then you're you can yeah spend more time doing those higher level things so yeah i i agree i echo what he says there um yeah it's that face-to-face conversation you can have with a seller um it's we're not to the point yet where ai can replace that yeah especially where i feel like on the phone we're getting close sadly because there are some there are some uh this is one company called 11 labs where they replicate people's voices so like once even google google has the tech to like have like a virtual assistant like a a, an ai robot call and leave voicemails or book appointments now if you can like synthize ai or synthize synthesize io like the synthize asia or like it's like the avatar ai for video like looks like a human on a video call there's there's a few of them so like in, in that regard like we're probably closer than i'd like us to be but like the actual face-to-face stuff we're quite a bit of ways for, yeah. for that to replace us um so and so yeah that's that's what i would say i feel like there's still v- quite a bit of value in yeah know, the face-to-face and, communication and just where and I, I would agree that all wholeheartedly the same way where especially where like most of the wealth right now is carried by that baby boomer, you know, 60 to 85 year old business owner or real estate portfolio owner, the impersonal uh, communication that sometimes AI can can create, I feel is a bit of an off turn for them. Like they, they would call it old school business, handshake deals and stuff like that. And that's, that's predominantly who, who I want to do business with is those who own the businesses and own the, own the portfolios. But I think as younger and younger generations get into the higher levels of business and, and real estate, they might be a little bit more comfortable with just AI messaging and automated calls and automated, just easy and opportunities flood their way or, you know, they can respond to it. Well, or maybe their AI is just talking to my AI and we're doing business completely remove both of us. And it's just whatever my AI portfolio manager says I should do. Yeah, no, you're right, Tim. It's, um, it's a very interesting world that we're heading into right now, but, uh, I want to thank you, Tim, for joining us today to talk about AI. Also, thank you for introducing me to this crazy little world that takes up way too much of my time, <laughs> but that it is what it is. And um, yeah, leaving a note for everybody that's listening, just utilize AI. Don't be scared of it. It's not going to steal your job yet. But in, in, in the short term, just make sure you utilize it and become more efficient with your time. But other than that, guys... Thanks for listening to another episode of the Refined Real Estate Podcast. Please, please leave us a good review on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up and yeah, share this with your friends and family and let's grow this channel even even bigger than it already is. Cool. All right. See you guys. Thank you.